0: Dead Bod Rap Pod episode 80 something this is our basically our 82nd sequel to uh to the original <laughs> Dead Bod Rap Pod um which few have seen that's like the underground
1: literally none have heard we've never put out the first one
0: so episode
1: 3 is where we started it's, it's the
0: lost tapes it yeah. is it is the lost <laughs> tapes so annoys. so if we ever uh if we ever get on then maybe we'll auction off our our terrible uh first original episodes but you are here uh with the dad bod rap pod episode i believe this is like 82 of something In the it, that's right yeah. and and that is a flex uh to say that we're still here we're still making podcasts podcast and having a good time doing it my name is damon carter aka dim one i am joined by mr nate leblanc what's good
1: uh sequels usually not that good <laughs> sequels are, are
0: usually not that good but that's when you get the bag When when the sequel gets ordered, that's when you're like, let's let's. I'll just say,
1: and we'll get into this further. I fall for it every time.
0: Absolutely, of course, absolutely. Just this summer,
1: I saw Lego Movie Two, Incredibles Two, Wreck
0: It Ralph. Totally, totally.
1: I keep going to these, and I'm like, oh, it wasn't as good as the first one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's always a surprise too. Like, uh, I'm surprised. And uh, no
2: stranger to sequels of drinks is uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. David Ma. How's it going? Going well, man. Uh, more like trilogies, but okay. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I think I- with you, it's a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm a sucker as well. I mean, uh, I think Ghost mentioned a, a Supreme Clientele two years ago, and I'm still <laughs> like twiddling my thumbs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Waiting for it, for it to drop. So yeah, on this episode, we are going to talk a
0: little bit about rap album sequels. Uh, I posted a question on our Twitter, and it really kind of blew up with replies and and folks
2: chiming in so um so what do you guys think about sequels uh and why they're so enticing well i'll i'll say this uh
0: the sequel is is basically the the porn of the first one it's like whatever you <laughs> liked about the first one they try to like glitz it up double and kind of double yeah. down bigger better you know whatever's never better but um very
1: occasionally it's better very occasionally right. i have a right. few examples not with hip-hop tapes but with movies yeah so let's let's yeah, let's totally. start it with
0: with movies because i think that's where the idea of the sequel right, comes right. from right um and so uh, off top your favorite sequel mr nate LeBlanc? damn that's uh weird. the
1: dark Knight. oh i was just
0: gonna
2: say that For you fantastic okay. movie totally okay. better
1: than batman begins okay uh isn't so much of a sequel, the way we're talking about sequels as a continuation of the story—that's just much, much better. Right. Okay. Uh, but there's a bunch of them, actually, in just in the superhero realm. Spider-Man Two, the original Tobey Maguire mm. series. Spider-Man Two is the really good one. Right. Terminator Two. Ah. Excellent. Yeah. Good film good and one. better than the original, in my opinion. And then Godfather Two, kind of okay. one of the kings of them all. Of course. Okay. Certainly. Of course. More
2: Okay, right. I
1: don't know if it's better, but they're both so excellent, and yeah. they're both of a piece of each other. More Italian, yeah. <laughs> more death. Um, uh, can
0: I can I drop what I think is is probably I will say arguably the best sequel, only because it's so much better than the original, is Mad Max. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good just one. like but the, it, the Road it, Warrior. But, but is that a sequel though? I think it is because it's it's Mad Max. Uh, it's kind
1: of a reboot, though. Are we talking about Fury Road?
0: Or you're no, talking no, about no, Beyond no, 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 no. Oh, you're talking about got it. No, no, no. I'm not even talking about Beyond Thunderdome. The there's You're there's, talking about some, the Road Warrior. Yeah. The Met the original Mad Max movie mm. um is kind of a weird uh Australian indie film. And it's like, okay, they set up the premise, you know, mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. a vowed racist, uh, Mo Gibson running around trying to save his family. Um, but it's not it's not when you think of Mad Max, none of the imagery, none of the cool car chases, right. it's actually the road warrior that like really kicks off the franchise and i think mm. to the to the degree that people are routinely disappointed when they actually see Watch the road war. yeah right, when they see the first right. one they're just yeah. like oh okay this was right, right so i think that that is like the best example but again it's it's probably because it was an australian movie they got the USA budget, right. you know, more death, more crashes. Uh, yeah. Very, very seminal in my in my youth. Man, I
2: think Nate named all the good ones. good. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. what is this? I got a yeah. pl- police academy two? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
0: police academy
3: two through six. Yeah, I was about to say
0: two through six are kind of lit. Um, is anybody claiming Ghostbusters 2? Anyone? Nah. Anyone? Can I Anyone? remember that? Nah, no.
1: Not as good. I okay. really
2: liked uh, Before Sunrise. Yes, that's a good one. That's the I have uh, that one on later my list. One. One. Oh, really? Yeah. Before Sunset. Oh, Before Sunset. yeah.
1: Do you know those movies? Uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy wander around European cities arguing and falling in love. It's a trilogy. Okay, it's Does all Woody Allen pop up at any <laughs> point because that's not, that's what it sounds like. No, no, it's, okay. it's Linklater. They're great. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's the, a trilogy, the third actually. one is a is kind of about once they've gotten together, yeah. they're married, and about kind of the. I don't want to say dissatisfaction, but about the realities of yeah, marriage. Yeah. And it is phenomenal as Lots well. Lots of I, truisms. I don't plan on watching it again, but my wife and I went to go see it in the theaters and then had a huge fight. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's one of those things you just look at each other, you're like,
0: we're so lucky.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, but yeah, fuck.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but, yeah. but but there's, there's I, I struggle with, to me, a sequel almost literally has to be like, either have two in the title or... Or just be the the same story over and over because I feel like there's movies that are like continuations of movies because mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I know we go kind of down the the Marvel, uh, universe shit where right. it, are these sequels? What are they now? They're just they kind of exist, right? right? Right. Um. So so I think in terms of of like twos, like movies with two in the title, mm. uh, it's it's breaking two. Electric oh, Boogaloo, dude. Yeah, that, we, I can't we, even. we
1: have to mention that off top. And it's just time. funny for any sequel if you put
3: Electric Boogaloo You can. It, it just it works. <laughs> yeah. It works. It's the most iconic sequel title right. in movie history. Totally. You
0: can say to anything in Electric Boogaloo, yeah. And immediately you just you get a reaction. So father
1: too, electric boogaloo. Boom. (laughs) Boom. Sells itself. Right. (laughs) Um, This is a little left field, but you guys already heard me say how many children's movies I watch. I'm a person who doesn't have kids, so they don't ruin them by watching them over Mm. and over. I can just appreciate the filmmaking of a children's movie uh paddington 2 is fucking lit dude wow both I, paddington movies these current yeah, paddington movies yeah. are great movies. really i'm such a huge fan of them wow and, like paddington 2 is one of the best movies of these last
3: 10
2: years wow i it, i was just in london and there's a uh, paddington's uh presence is still looms large still felt I'm, no it's straight up dude well not only do dudes still dress like the bear um in london <laughs> but not it looks just not just ll <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of blue toggle coats <laughs> and bucket hats. hey they, it looks tight though i mean um
0: Wow, that's right. You just got you just got back from Paddington Town. I did. Literally, um, we were in Paddington. Maybe, <laughs> so,
1: did you eat a lot of marmalade? No, <laughs> <laughs> missed
0: opportunity. Uh, yeah, no, my kids swear by those movies. Um, again, I, I I take a really hiatus like. off of anything that involves uh, animated. People yeah. walking around. Did but, you say uh, Toy Story 2?
1: It's an anthropomorphic bear, not an animated bear. But I hear you. <laughs> yeah. um, we didn't say Toy Story 2. I don't know if it's better,
2: but I certainly love. I'll, well, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll wrap Toy Story 2. I'll wrap Toy Story 3. Yeah,
1: like made me cry so hard. Oh, like, dude, with the yeah. fucking
2: bear. Yeah. Oh. Three is
1: three is like painful. Yeah. When they're on uh, the raft. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, a couple. A couple other ones. Uh, kind of. I don't know if this is a sequel or not. It starts with the two. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Right. Anyone oh, oh, I, with that too. Nice. Anyone? Well played. Nice. I thought that was. It's very good. It stays true to the spirit mm-hmm. of the original films. It was. T- it totally bombed, like how the first one did, and will be like recognized a cult as a classic, classic later, just as the first one was. So, okay. that one had like cultural sequelitis. Right. And then you guys know how much I love these movies. I have to rep twenty two Jump Street. Really, 22 dude. Jump Street. This is like the tenth time you've... the satire of sequels in the way that Damone is talking about sequels mm-hmm. like the bigger louder yeah okay explosions, more obnoxious, bigger stars yeah. like the more obnoxious they will the way they satirize that is like not like so clever they just they're in it. on it they're, they're like, in on it part like it. It. more than any other sequel that I've seen in the recent time
0: interesting okay yeah. okay worst worst sequel I'll start uh hangover Hangover, hangover two hangover might two. be Ooh. one of the worst things that ever happened
1: but not as bad as hangover three wow which just has no
0: reason to okay okay to exist, exist. Yeah, other than those those, those naked suck. money none, well i mean like the, the
2: the bad sequels are the ones where you're like whoa they made a sequel for that
3: yeah you totally. know <laughs> <laughs> like
2: fucking there's a speed two i think there's a totally it's, uh, it's there's a speed, speed two a yeah. yeah
1: uh keanu didn't want to do it They they got jason patrick and like i just read some like oral wow. history thing about Speed 2 and they're like Jason Patrick just looks uncomfortable <laughs> like he doesn't want to be there as he should <laughs> yeah right. totally. as he should Um wow. the, the worst sequel that I've seen recently is Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull oh my god that movie blows well, depressing. so hard dude it's, it's, it's depressing it's just terrible yeah. this, is, this is first the... of all Shia LaBeouf yeah. Okay. Second of all, the nuking the fridge thing, and it's just everyone's old and oh, like, yeah. disinterested. The yeah. CGI is terrible. It's just it's it's like it's terrible. They they pissed all over yeah like the legacy of the totally. indiana jones movies hey i
2: was a fan of the last
0: crusade me too that's my know? favorite indian jones movie really yeah you're that's not a, going with the ultra race racist uh, temple of doom <laughs> <laughs> so racist i watched that with the kids it one is, day just is. trying to be like hey here's a fun movie from the oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. yeah yeah like uh kids talk. indians don't actually eat monkey brains. totally i was just I'm gonna sorry. say that i yeah. know yeah. totally yeah. terrible yeah but but a good time nonetheless
1: um, you guys know what's interesting? Uh, they are currently casting, and the news is coming out of a sequel of Coming to America. Don't need I it. Heard don't want it. Don't need it. It's, I don't know. It's been a very long time since that was a movie. Totally. Don't, I guess don't want it, don't Murphy's need on it. the comeback now.
0: Yeah, um, Dolomite. Right. He's got right?
1: that Dolomite movie coming out on Netflix and a stand-up I'll special. I'll watch that for sure.
0: He's doing a
2: stand-up will, will as well. Will you watch the stand-up? Yeah, of course.
1: I watch it. I watch all the stand-up.
2: I'm afraid yeah. it's going to be cringy. I mean, it's going to be bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be bad. You don't want to see Bill Russell shoot. Shoot around right now, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: He's the biggest test case for someone who got so rich. they became unfunny right and right. and the, right.
0: and there's a there's a clear correlation and and maybe that's why the the two comedies, the sequel comedies, always flop because they're like. The, the energy and the vibe that you get from understanding what jokes are around normal people, mm-hmm. once you've secured the bag, right. it's like Galifianakis was unfunny right, in, in right, Hangover right. 2. I'm just like, wow, how right. do you do that? Like, he just shows up funny. Right, so right. there's there's definitely something to be said for uh, leaving shit alone, but this is America, and if it made money once, yeah. we're going to do it again. Of course. Matrix
1: sequels. oh yeah it's like getting Oof. deeper into the mythology i was like oh yeah. we're at a rave <laughs> yeah. with cornell west <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i oh wow i saw okay. both in theaters i was just flabbergasted Jesus. some of the stunts and stuff are amazing but we didn't ne- we explaining didn't need it. it made it worse
0: right D- well dope. well it's it's Patton oswalt's thing about why the prequels to Star Wars sucked. It's like you just want to eat ice cream. You don't want to know all the ingredients that go into how it's made. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And so You
1: certainly don't want to go to any intergalactic Senate meetings ever. <laughs> <laughs> you're George not, not, you're not here for Palpatine? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn.
0: Dude. So, yeah. So, in general, sequel movies, kind of terrible. Usually just completely money motivated. I don't know that rap albums are exactly the same,
2: but.
1: It's more of like a. Uh, we're gonna continue in this either like sonic palette right. or like artwork style. Right. And right. some are more successful in being sequels to the original than the other. And sometimes it's just like, here's my new album. People seem to like this album. This let's is slap this a album two on Number it. two. Yeah, exactly. Let's just slap exactly. a two on it. So
0: we, we will get deeper into the semantics of what a rap sequel is, some of our favorites and some of the trash ones right after this break. Dad Bod Rap Pod. Dad Bod Rat Pod. We are back, but not in a sequel way. Like we're more of a like a sustainable franchise of a lot of episodes. Another forty eight hours. Yeah, this is <laughs> And Dave is here. God damn. Another forty eight hours. Holy shit. Beverly Hills Cop seven.
1: Ooh. Um. Dr. Doolittle? Oh
3: man. I like um, the
1: weapon too. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. Uh, they uh fight against apartheid.
4: Oh, that's right. right that's I guess i right. for that. Yeah. It's, it's Shout out be- to Danny Glover. It's
1: the beginning of the Joe Pesci era, though, so right, you got to have right. a high tolerance for Joe Pesci. Glover's too that, old for that shit.
2: That, yeah, that, had, to be, that sure. had
0: to be hard for Mel B. Gibson, like to roll with that now in retrospect. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> he's like, I don't know if I understand the motivation here. That's Why are we hilarious. fighting racism? <laughs> um. so we're going to help them? <laughs> it was his
2: finest acting.
0: Oh man. That is hilarious. I've shit on Mel Gibson twice in this Fuck episode. That, dude. So no. I Fuck feel that dude. I feel great. Um <laughs> so yeah, I I, I put a, a question on Twitter and if there's ever like a controversial question or like a really mangled tweet about the Beatles, that's me. <laughs> I don't want Nate to have to hold that shame. Um, that's me. If you disagree with it, it's typically me.
1: Oh, if you ever uh, see me coming in from my personal account to either answer or correct something, <laughs> it's a good it's a good yeah. guess of who <laughs> Tweeted it. That
0: means it's a good tweet. Yeah. Um, uh, so I tweeted out, um, are there any good uh, rap album sequels?
1: I don't want to be Captain N- Nomenclature here, but I'm going to be. You said, <laughs> back in the building. Has there ever been a yeah. good sequel? Oh, that's, okay. that's slightly different wording, and it made it some people take it the wrong way, like as if we were there claiming was never. there had not been.
0: Um, let's just say, you know, I, I, think, I think it's rare, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I was maybe had taken some edibles and was legit. Like, has there ever been one? (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit. Has there ever been one? Tell me. (laughs) Never. Educate me. I thought Um, there was a
1: very interesting little side tangent, uh, led by Nathaniel Friedman of GQ magazine and, uh, Free Darko, which we'd love to have you on sometime if you're listening. Um, where he was like, "So are there? Uh, do only rap albums have sequels? Mm. Like, is Led Zeppelin one, two, three, four? Are they sequels? Is Chicago one through like sixty-five? Right, right? Is, right, is right. putting a number after it what makes something a sequel? And it was almost too like heady. Right? Right? We right? We were right. just like, I just want to talk about what Chronic two thousand one. Right? I mean, I think
2: <laughs> I think with those, it's just more sequential. It's right. not a sequ- It's not a proper sequel. It's not a sequel. It's sequential. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Has there
0: ever been a good sequel to a rap album? Yeah uh nate i don't know if you know this but if you make people mad on twitter that's when they respond that's uh yeah, that's the way twitter we're gonna works get into this in our next episode but, uh, <laughs> yeah a
1: fellow podcast made everyone mad yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm here
0: taking notes um so slightly provoking but the the response was like you know off the charts in terms for us anyway uh just really
1: good engagement
0: yeah really good engagement uh we appreciate everybody chiming in and so there were some albums that like people mention quite frequently but before we do that i want to i want to return to to sammy semantics and let's just break down what a proper rap album sequel is because some people were just like uh you know a uh, number two, like oh well, band- right, bandana right. came out. Well, I'm like, that's, I, that's not pinata two, exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we're saying exactly. bandana
1: is not a pinata sequel. I don't no. think so. Okay. No, no, no. It's just another record. Album album so, yeah, they did. here's here's one where it uses a number, but I'm not sure if it counts either. Fantastic volume two.
0: Yeah, because there is a volume one, but is it I a know, sequel?
1: it's kind of it's a different. Isn't just
0: another rap album by them? Um, I what I look, makes it a sequel. Just I saying I look well two? because they put volume two on it. Yeah. And, and that was their first proper release, which, is a, which was a really interesting way. That was confusing at the time. Yeah, because sure. you're, mm-hmm. you're like, where's volume one? Right. Mm-hmm. Like our episodes one through three. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or so, the
1: uh, Roots song on organics, whatever happened to Leonard's parts one through five. Now, do you know
0: what that's referencing? Uh, the Bill
1: Cosby movie.
0: The Bill Cosby movie, Leonard part six, which was the mm-hmm. first one, because uh, he drugged the other five. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Too soon? Hey-oh. Too soon? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he's in jail. Uh, uh. So... So yeah, so we're literally talking about
1: so Fantastic Volume Two. Yes, Bandana. No, no. Bandana we're literally
0: no. we're literally talking about when rappers went to cash in on the name again. Okay, well, you know what I mean. One more
1: semantic point. Okay, Run the Jewels.
0: Yeah, yeah. a lot of people mentioned Run the Jewels. A lot of people mentioned that. I don't know they if those ma- are sequels. They're,
1: they're the Chicago. Right, world. right. It's like, are those sequels, or oh are they just God. name all their albums the You number? just made a
0: connection for me that makes <laughs> so much fucking sense. Peter uh, Cetera and LP? <laughs> wow. Peter Cetera? <Wow>. <laughs> I know, I was trying to... <laughs> 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 wow.
2: So... Um, um, um,
1: I I don't know if they're sequels or not but I think if you like Run the Jewels they're all great albums and if you don't they're not cuz they're all kind of the same album. Right, right, It's them doing their thing. Which which to me makes it which to makes me it a makes it yeah, to me it makes it a
0: sequel. It's okay. like hey, we're doing that thing we did before right. again. Here's the gun which,
1: hand, here's the fisty see, hand. Boom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a corpse, sometimes it's a cat. Right. It's, sometimes right. it's it Bernie it Sanders. Let's go. Uh it's
0: Run the Jewels. So a lot of people brought up uh the the Run the Jewels uh, second mm-hmm. album A lot of people Brought up Only Built for Cuban Links 2 Yes And, and you guys are buying it. I'm you're, backing you're, you're ba- you're definitely backing I actually okay. um,
2: I actually spoke to Raekwon uh, when cuban links 2 came out and he Dayplex. was like i know sorry yeah uh, uh, you know he he made a point to be like i, I want a, con- a continuity with the vibe and obviously sure. the the cover art as well you yeah. know what i mean so i mean yeah. there, there are the production t- right
1: rizzo was back exactly yeah. exactly it, he samples some amazing stuff on there i was okay. like oh man i remember when this came out there's like this uh bahamanian version of the godfather theme mm-hmm. that he uses oh I'm, yeah i'm trying not to call out samples on the show because it's rude, but. Fuck dude. I re-listened to that again right, today right. and I was like, huh, I'm getting the chills. Yeah, I yeah. think it, it aged amazing. very well. I mean, right. I, you
2: know, like Woo about ten years ago, I was kinda of being I was kinda of dismissing him, but then you, you check some other stuff now, and it's like that inspected deck verse was tight. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. those guys are just it stuck. wasn't half bad. Once you, right. once you
0: can get you outside of this isn't the original thing I fell exactly. in love with. Exactly. Right. When okay. you have
2: ten years removed, it gives you more perspective. A little more totally. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's a, it's a good record. It I, is.
1: It's, it's a solid very good record. I listened to it again today. I was kinda like going, ah, is this really even a sequel, and then I'm like, yes, it is, and it's still good. Yeah, I think it's definitely. I'm glad it kind of like brought it back into my, yeah. uh, my orbit. Totally. Okay. I um, okay. think a, a ton of people said Carter two and three, Little Wayne.
0: Right. So, so for me, I know that Carter two because I went back and checked on that. Carter two is when I was like, oh, Little Wayne. Oh, I see. Lil Wayne I can see. His yeah, he ass can off. he can wrap yeah. his ass off. You know, I'll get shot on Twitter. I like Carter three more, but I think I Carter like Carter, Carter two is where he's like. I'm not just some kid from the south. I'm not just the oh, bling bling right, guy. Right. Like, I, the g- I got best bars. Best
1: rapper alive, and he makes a believable case. Yes, yeah, totally, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I th- so three so Carter has 2. a couple more hits. Yeah, um, and, th- and I, I was partying a lot when three came out, and we would like party to that record. So totally, I have, like, very totally, fond Memories of that <clears throat> record, but so Carter Two's great. So yeah.
0: on on Carter three, there's the song about the lady cop, right? Yes, I thought I think I saw that woman today. I really do. <laughs> it was a cop, SJPD. She looked like a young Regina King, and immediately, fucking Bobby Valentino saying "Wee wee" came on in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, I'm, I'm partial to uh, to Carter Three. Um, I think one of my favorite ones, and it was brought up by a couple folks, was uh, Blueprint Two. Oh, uh, yeah, which which is bloated. It was one of those it was in the stupid double CD era right blueprint. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> blueprint. <laughs> and 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 if you remove the fact that <laughs> Keras had already had an album called Blueprint, um it really <laughs> it really has some really um, It's like kind of when Jay was his last moment of still being like surly, right? And still trying to like (laughs) prove himself. He's still taking shots at Nas on this album. Like it's before he was like untouchable and kind of like I'm just relaxing and giving y'all bars. I hate
1: Blueprint Three. Uh, that's like a hated record.
2: Hated. Me. I think I like two songs off yeah. it. I don't know. Already Home, uh, death, really, really, Birth of J. Cole. How uh, could you, really, how could you really front on is Isn't Death of tune on that? that death of Autotune on death that. Of that's a tight song. Yeah. I like that song, but yeah. as an album, I yeah. thought it was yeah. terrible. I like, haven't revisited like, it yeah. since. So.
0: Uh, thank you, thank you all for that is one of, is one of my faves. But yeah, it's kind of like once he got to that level... Right. Um, he was so impossibly rich and so yeah. untouchable. Right, right. I think on Blueprint 2 you're getting kind of a uh, transition. Kind of the transition and it's almost that end of that run where him and Just were were just cranking out incredible songs. Yeah. This is one of the first ones that has the Kanye uh, the bounces on there. Oh, dude. Uh yeah. which is an incredible song. So um, if I if I had to just pick uh, one album with two in the title that would definitely be it. Uh, since you folks. brought up
1: Kanye, and I forgot to, because my notes are a little poorly written here, is uh, registration, right. like yeah. registration, yeah. graduation, yeah. graduation yeah. are those sequels? I,
0: I think they are only because he stayed with the goofy title thing yeah. Which yeah. I, a while. for, for yeah. a long time, which right. I, which I right. always was like, this is kind of dumb. But is graduation the last
1: one, and then he starts doing yeah. real titles? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then he starts yeah, doing okay. coke is what happens, <laughs> and then it kind of gets weird. <laughs> But um and then yeah and after he graduated he had a dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I thought he was Jesus, uh, lived the life of Pablo
0: and then went to uh Now we don't know what's happening. Went to oh, Wyoming. man? Um so so yeah, a lot of folks brought up that, a lot of folks brought up uh sound bombing too. Okay, yeah. that's a comp though. Uh, well, okay. Oh, okay. You know,
1: yeah, rumpolation too. I just want to say rumpolation. I never <laughs> Shout out to rumpolation. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Uh, I think if you start doing comps and mixtapes, it's a whole different thing. Then it's a different different, – Because that's not an album. Even though some of the things that I'm going to talk about a little bit might be construed as mixtapes. But uh, uh, how about this? Uh, uh, Shout out to the OG Dart Adams who brought this up on Twitter. Uh, more fish, Ghostface.
2: Oh, that's oh, oh that's I fish forgot tail, about more that. Fish. Is that a yeah, sequel? Or absolutely. Is it
1: literally, if you, like if you I reference... have these songs, also right, right. <laughs> well,
0: both, right. I think if you reference the title of the original one in the next one to Kanye's point, right. Um, I think that qualifies as a sequel because you're trying does. to play off of the right, right. The hype around the first. Right. One. It's like
3: the
1: same photo shoot, right? Like and right. I think we're we're saying album art has a lot to do with it. Yes, yes. Or if, to just
2: just connective to, uh, fabric, totally you know, between between totally. Them, between the album. So um, a one
1: that I wanted to bring up was um, I'm, I'm a fan of this series from Starleto and Don Tripp called Step Brothers. So mm, on the first okay. one, they do like the goofy sweater pick, mm-hmm. which was just really funny because they're kind of like Atlanta, like trap rappers. Mm-hmm. But they, they have bars, dude, like they can mm. both seriously spit. And I, I when I listen back to it again. So then the second one, they do like the the like uh, tuxedos. Mm. How they're, mm. like, they end up in their tuxedos. Got and, it. The OK. Movie. Anyway, um, it's not something I would throw on a ton now but I really liked it when it came out and when mm. both those like were cracking that was kind of a new sound for right, me it like, right. helped me understand trap right, a little bit right. you know what I mean and just um, like is it reflect refracted through like this lyrical lens.
2: Oh one thing that came to mind for me was uh Benny uh Tana Talk 3 Right. You know what I mean? Are, but it, Are
1: there ton of talks 1 and 2 that I don't know about? Uh,
2: I heard 2, okay. and it's a completely different uh, Sonic palette. Okay. Really? Uh, yeah. Really? Okay. With, like bouncy beats. So it's like, that's definitely not a sequel, even okay. though they're numeric. Oh, okay, even though it's numerically right. related. Okay, okay. A um, couple disappointing ones was uh, Deltron 2. Yeah. And that's a total, There was a Deltron 2?
1: It's the second event. Deltron okay. Thirty Thirty, the second
2: event. Yeah, okay, and and okay. that definitely tries to stay true to the first with, with the same lyrics and the same whatever. But it's come not on, good. yeah, it's okay, not good. okay. Uh, one I absolutely hate from an artist I absolutely love
0: is uh, Hard Knock Life Volume Two. Okay, mm. uh, my my least favorite Jay Z record by mm. a mile and a half. This was like you an, hate it more than Magna Carta. Oof. I don't hate Magna Carta the way people do. I know wow. people don't like it. I know okay. people don't like it. But okay. for, look, once Jay Z hit about thirty five. They're all late-game Sinatra albums for me. Oh, there's a couple joints on there. You can still kind of do it. My bar is way lower. Yeah, that's fair. Volume 2 is his ultra-jiggy, Biggie Has Just Died, I'm Gonna Be the King of New York. Mm. It's his most craven attempts at mainstream uh, credibility Mm. that he ever did. It worked, though. It did. It did. He totally crossed over, but by volume three, now he's dialing it back. Mm-hmm. It's like it's more soul samples. Mm, the mm. content is, he's not doing jigginess. Um, mm. And so, volume two in particular, I just, it, it's what made me think I didn't like Jason. Mm, and I, I
2: had to wait for volume three. I got another one, it. And, and, it, and it's not numerical. And I think a lot of people do like it. Still, People Ooh, like that, you know? It showed up a
1: lot
0: in the responses.
2: Right. I, I don't think
1: it's
0: good. Totally. You don't yeah. think
2: it's I a good it. record? No. I hate it. Okay. I don't. Okay. Do you like it?
0: Um, I, th- I remember going, Nas could still do stuff. Like, I was okay. like, all right, you can okay. still do stuff. And it was his nod of, I, I liked it in the sense that he was saying, I know this is what y'all want from me. It, for him, I liked that hmm. he was like, oh, I know this is like uh, building on the legacy of Illmatic. I just remember being pleasantly surprised. And I'm just very- I'm very low on Nas albums. Like I'm, you know, right. on, on record as being very critical. But right. still Matic was okay for me. Uh I feel like for an artist of his stature, I guess maybe he could have been a better record. But you gotta remember, he was fucking struggling. Like nobody was taking him seriously. Right. He had kind right, of been right. it was like post uh it was post what was Jay-Z's song? Uh um, uh, the takeover the takeover mm, so yeah. it's it's post takeover right like he's getting drug um, and so I think he I think he got it was like his counterpunch album the, like the king okay. Tut
2: cover come on
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah All
1: right. Yes. We, we have argued about this record on the podcast but it's probably the best rap sequel of all time chronic 2001.
0: We know, we know that um, (laughs) Nate is a chronic two thousand one militant. Um, I mean, is there a bigger record of anything we mentioned? No, it's it's a classic sequel. It's more money, you know, more weed, more titties, more everything, more mailman, more mailman. So no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't sit here and tell you that is yeah. not no one maybe can argue the, with the that. largest, the biggest sequel totally. for sure. Yeah, for sure. and then to right. kind
1: of bring it back to our world a little bit, um, a sequel that ties in with our next guest. It sure does. Um, Rosebud's Revenge 2 by Rock Marciano. I like how Dave
0: chimed in on the thread like this is the only one that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You poops. <laughs> uh, I
1: remember the day that this came out very vividly because uh, Dave got us early access to it and I was listening to it at work and I was like blown away by the production. So totally. I was like live tweeting my responses <laughs> I was like oh my god these beats are incredible. Yeah. Oh this is Rock's psych album. I like, know. I know. It, th- w- check out these layers. How did he get that sound? I like, know. I was just like you know. Know, not working that much and just like straight up <laughs> listening really hard to um rosebud's revenge too it's still one of my favorite rock projects 100
2: 100
0: yeah 100%. and it was it was interesting uh in our interview that you're just gonna you're gonna hear in a little bit to hear his manager talk about the the sheer volume of stuff 100 that, that they came into last year
2: with and the totally. stuff that uh, is gonna come out. Right. So um, right. that's a little bit of a tease. Just super insightful. Yeah. You know, super yeah. insightful. I mean, the acumen that he brings to the table is fucking ridiculous. And, you know, he he is he has his hands in, like, one of the most prolific and uh, astounding artists of the last couple of years, personally. Right. right, and to hear that they, they had a whole strategy and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: In, in general, great interview. Uh, so fuck it, let's segue. Uh, into our interview with Rock Marciano's manager, uh, jazz and he talked to us about his history Rock Marciano their approach to releasing music mm-hmm. and listen all the way through he definitely dropped some teasers about oh, new man. incredible Ooh. music can't wait can't wait I, I don't wait. I, I think those were exclusive teasers because I haven't heard that <laughs> I, shit anywhere yeah. else
2: <laughs> I'm still excited so
0: that's where you come Dad Bod Rap Pod for Hot Sequels
4: yeah.
0: All right, Dead Bod Rap Pod. Once again, the movers and shakers in the industry we chop it up with. Today, there's no different. On the line, we have Jazz. Uh, you might know him as a manager for Rock Marciano
2: and has definitely been in the industry for a long time. Welcome to the program.
4: I listen, it's a pleasure.
2: Right on. Yo, man. So, um, you know, just for people who don't know, um, you know, I met you through uh, I did the liner notes for the uh, U.N. or you out project. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that project? And, you know, um, obviously that was rocks first group project and that's the notoriety behind it. But, you know, there's some history behind it and we know that you're deep in into the history. So um, tell people a little bit about, about that.
4: Um, well, the, well, the UN, um, was a four man group that was from my area. We we're all from, from, um, from Uniondale, Long Island. Mm. And, um, uh, you know what I'm saying? The, on the UN was kind of like rocks kind of first foray into the whole little rap world thing. And, um, um, we, we, um, well, the original demo, we were shopping it around, you know what I'm saying? To, um, of various different labels and um we ended up basically about to sign to loud because i was doing some road managing works with a group called igt mm. and they were signed to loud records as well and um one day they was um playing certain demos and things of that nature and they came across on um, the un's demo and um Scott free and Maddie C took a real liking to the group in general
3: mm.
4: so so they basically kind of took us under the wing showed us you know what I'm saying showed us the game you know what I'm saying met a couple of different movies and shakers um a, a personal spot that we used to really meet up with everybody at was this um studio called green street mm. and within green street uh we, that's where we met Pete Rock, that's where we met mm. Q tip you know what I'm saying, started fostering that relationship. Um, that's where we met Alchemist mm. you know what I'm saying? So a lot of those relationships that we kind of fancy and deal with today, they kind of lended itself and started itself from that studio. Okay, okay. And and like I was saying, um Scott Free and Maddie C again, you know what I'm saying, was moving us around, showing us different things. And um, we would do two sign two loud records, but loud set its doors down. And we ended up doing a deal with Carson Daly and John Rifkin, Steve Rifkin's brother, at, this, at a label called 456.
3: Mm.
4: And every time I'm, I mention Carson Daly, you know, people usually <laughs> give me that weird look. Right, right. We right. did it.
2: We did it. Yeah.
4: You know what I mean? But one thing I'll say about Carlson, he knows every rock Marciano song verbatim.
2: Wow. 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 Okay. Wow. Okay. You
4: know what I mean? He was, <laughs> he, was, he was definitely a big fan of the group in general. Loves rock. And, and you know saying I'm saying? He was, a, he was a good person in general to work with as far as business was concerned. Right on. You know what I mean? Um, Had a quick deal with 456, you know what I'm saying? Which was John and Carlson's label. Then they lost their distribution. They was doing distribution with Caroline, but they, but Caroline still liked us. Mm. So that allowed us to kind of geek, keep, I mean, keep that um, the U N U out album in circulation. But while that was going on, Rock basically was doing the whole flip mode deal in general. Again, going back to Buster Rhymes. Again, Buster mm. Rhymes is from Uniondale as well. Um, I'm one of the first people the bust started rhyming with. We we did talent shows in junior high school.
3: That, oh, wow. But I'm
4: dating myself, you know what I'm saying, for that matter. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and um as we were moving everything around, we um we landed at um with Steve Rifkin up at SRC. And Good good experience. I have nothing but love for Steve Rifkin. You know what I'm saying? He's a legend in what he does as far as street promotion is concerned. Mm-hmm. And Loud Records is Loud Records. You know what I'm saying? It goes without saying. But funny thing about it is that again, they didn't really see the vision of what Rock was trying to do at mm-hmm. that moment.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: He had, you know what I'm saying? They had Akon, they had Asher Roth at that moment. Right. So you know, love is love. We end up taking the project Mossberg, actually, mm. that project, and you know what I'm saying, getting off that label and putting it out ourselves via Fat Beats.
3: Mm, okay. You
4: know what I mean? So again, a lot of you know a lot of rock's history, you know what I'm saying, really comes down to just you know the music, moving and shaking and 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 networking with a lot of just good people at the end of the day. And the UN kind of was the foundation to all of that.
2: Right on, man. Right on. And uh, When did you meet Rock? And, and was there something inside of him that you saw that sort of, you know, want, that made you want to take it on as a project?
4: Um, inside of him? I can't really say inside of him. If you know Rock, Rock's been nice since the day he started <laughs> rapping. And that's just the bottom line with that. Right. You know what I mean? Rock, um, I met up with Rock, found the, the UN time, so to speak. And... um young kid, he has again he had already did a couple of different things, a couple of different songs to a couple of different people, but he he wasn't really fully committed to the whole hip hop thing. And um once we connected and the whole UN, UN thing started to kind of really form, he really started to take it all seriously and, and, and again, once Rock started taking this taking the music thing seriously, again un unstoppable unstoppable mm-hmm. at that point <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean because again i, I repeat rock was an incredible lyricist since the day i met him mm-hmm.
0: so you guys kind of have a have an innovative uh way of getting the music out to the fans with the last couple of projects can you talk a little bit about how that came to be and, and what your role in that was
4: absolutely um the thing about these days is the whole streaming aspect. You know what I mean? Now keep in mind, you know, no one's trying to be a fossil and not be a part of the times. But streaming tends to streaming tends to take a lot from an established artist. Especially mm-hmm. if you're not playlist blount and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Thank God that we are. But at the at the first moments of streaming, we kind of decided to try to create our own little blueprint to monetizing from it where ultimately we sell our downloads for XYZ for um for set price points. And um we started doing that with um Bucks Revenge Part one. Where we were selling it for twenty five dollars each. Mm-hmm. Now the weird the weird thing about that is that um when we were doing that for twenty five dollars a download, nobody really paid attention. You know what I mean? It was just kind of just like I well, this we think that rock's music was worth a certain amount. Mm -hmm. We have we have a certain audience that is you know thank God for them they're rabid rock Marciano fans. Mm -hmm. We kind of knew if we presented them with a certain palette of music that they would pay for it and pay for it multiple times. So that's kind of what we that's kind of the thought process that we went into. We decided to sell it sell the download for twenty five dollars each, and I say this. Saying that this wasn't like us trying to be anti-streaming. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: This was because again, sometimes people try to people take it as we was trying to launch some sort of oh well we're not we don't want to be a part of the streaming generation.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: That's really not the case. What what the case for what for us was is that again rock was already an established audience. We already knew we had a an established audience that you know saying that would cater. And and as long as we fed them the right food, they will purchase it in that manner. You know what I mean? And we just decided to go at it just like that, selling our downloads for our set price points. And Rosewood Revenge Part One, we started at twenty five. Um, excuse me, twenty five dollars a download. Then by the time we started doing Double R Two, we decided to sell it for thirty a download, and that's when everybody started paying attention.
3: Hmm.
2: Huh? Interesting.
0: Why, why do you think the Why do you think the thirty Made made the difference.
4: I don't know if it really was a difference. Then just purely the aspect of, I guess, well, because we were successful doing it the first time. Mm-hmm. I ha- I always have a feeling. I tell Rock this all the time. People were always watching. People, you know, what I'm saying people had to be watching what we was doing from the start, and they just didn't think it would work. Right. And and now that we you know we did it one time, and then we did it again, and pushed pushed it for an extra price point of thirty dollars everybody's paying attention and we will be in rock always sitting there like, come on now, this extra $5. So <laughs> if you was, if, if you was paying attention for the $30, you was paying attention for the 25 and you just didn't think what we were doing would really translate into something that was real profitable. Right. But we just took some of the things that we are already learned from being independent um, watch other people kind of monetize from their projects. I, you know, we, you know, God rest the dead, Nifty Hussle. I mean, Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. We watched him do the exact same thing mm. with a physical project.
3: Mm.
4: You know what I mean? So, and of course, you know, if you anywhere for you know, because Rock is back and forth from the West Coast. If you watch anything, what they were doing in the West Coast. They were selling out the trunk for different price points for decades.
3: Mm-hmm. right?
4: You know what I mean? And some down south artists as well. So, again, it, it was a little bit of the old mix with the new. You know mm. what I'm saying? Fig- figuring out, you know what I'm saying, that if you have the right content and you serve your audience, it will all kind of work out in your favor at the end of the day. Mm.
1: Perfect. Um, Jazz, what do you think would surprise people about your role as a as a manager? Like, kind of, can you tell people what your day-to-day like kind of grind is as, as a manager and maybe some aspect of it that might surprise people.
4: Um, I, well, this is, this is definitely a big up to, um, combat Jack rest in peace. Mm. Um, he, we used to have a lot of conversations where he used to always tell me about service and how, it would, how important hip hop is as far as serving the community and serving the youth. Um, as, now, flats. You know, again, we used to have these conversations. We'll say about well, about four or five years ago. And um, let me see something that was surprised. I guess um, what I do along with the hip hop thing is that I I, I deal with crisis teens with nonviolent felonies, okay. where I basically, while well, basically, you know, what I'm saying, conversate with them, counsel them, show them the ropes. And a lot of times I go into these situations without them knowing who I am or without me telling them, oh, well, I'm jazz. I manage XYZ, uh, right. I deal with this person in the industry. I just go in there as, you know what I'm saying, oh, well, this is this dude named Jazz at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, again, I used to be one of those kids where, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm, in my lighter years, you don't know see a young kid, you know, kind of looking, looking at a felony right off the rip. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that there were more options and choices out there than what I was thinking because you know when you're young, you just think you know it all.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's that's basically I think something thats kind of surprises people that ultimately, yeah. Yeah. I use hip hop as a, as a way to connect with the youth in a different manner. And bear in mind, most of the kids that I counsel, they don't listen to like a rock Marciano. You know what, saying, or, right. you know what, yeah. what I mean?
3: Right.
4: They you know, they maybe listen to NBA Young Boy or you know what I'm saying one of the one of the YBM kids or
3: right. you
4: know what I'm saying, or little baby or dub baby, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. just kids like that. But the funny part is is that when they do start to understand what I do for a living and say they happen to find out that saw me on Love Hip Hop or you know what I'm saying, notice me in the XYZ video or or see me you know what I'm saying dealing with Action Bronson. Well, the first thing they say is like, "Oh, well, what made you want to get into? How did you get into it? What makes you want to do this?" And I'm mm-hmm. like, ultimately, it's just something. It was a music that I wanted to do myself,
3: right. and
4: just applied some of the skills that God gave me. You know what I'm saying? Along with some of the, some, along with some of my own passions and making things happen. Right. I try to tell people all the time that hip hop is not rocket science. Hip hop mm-hmm. is something that is heartfelt. And something that if you're willing to outwork the next person, you will spawn results immediately.
0: Mm-hmm. So, in your in your work as a as a manager, can you can you give any tips for maybe MCs getting into the game? Like, when is it the right time for a, a rapper to seek out management? Like, what are what are the what are the benefits and like pitfalls of that?
4: Um, I'll 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 address that in two two folds. Um, one fold is if you have a circle of people who truly believe in what you do, being a rap manager is not as as hard or taxing as it seems, so you can kind of go into it as a person who just wants to be a megaphone mm-hmm. for the for a person that you know you really believe is nice at the end of the day.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know what I mean? And but on the real side of things or just on the business side, if it's not like a personal relationship, um, I say you start needing a manager when it gets to the point where you can, where you're, you're doing a good amount of booking and procured a, a, a good amount of on your own. Okay. You have to create an audience for your own. You have to create a vessel that will carry you across certain sound waves, so to speak and land you in the your eyes and ears of people that may not be in your immediate circles. Mm-hmm. And okay. and when, if you're able to do that and able to start, again, monetizing from it, I'm not saying that ultimately you gotta have, you, know, you gotta be the person with mad shows and things of that nature, but it definitely, because I come from that school of doing live shows, mm-hmm. for me it definitely has to be a situation where it's like, all right, well listen, I've done a certain amount of shows on my own. I've, you know, what I'm saying I've secured certain press and promoted myself. Um, I know what I'm looking for as far as marketing is concerned. Well, okay, well let me reach out to somebody kind of knows the business mm-hmm. and and is willing to truly help me learn the business as well because it's important for the artist to learn what's going on and to navigate their own lanes because you have to know and figure out how to market yourself properly and if you do not know if you don't do that then basically you're just going to just be spinning your wheels so to speak you know what i mean (laughs) you're never going to get off the ground if you don't realize what the game is and how to fit yourself in the game like a puzzle piece so to speak Mm
1: -hmm. yeah well well said awesome answer um so rock had a crazy productive year last year he released so many projects um was that kind of just when the work was done, or was there kind of a, a strategy you guys put in place to just try to own 2018? Or can you walk us through how that came about a little
4: bit? Um, definitely a strategy to own 2018. We'll go with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but but um, honestly, it was going back to double R one, and after we kind of figured out how we wanted to monetize off of it, we kind of knew. You know, Rock's music and rock sound, that kind of went without saying. We had already put out Mossberg. We had already put out Reloaded. We had already put out Pimp Strikes Back. We even put out Mossy Mar- Mar- Boku, which was, a produ- which was a production piece where Rock just was using his production and linking with people that he, you know what i saying, were friends with and put them over his piece. Mm. So we kind of knew where we was going musically. And then when we figured out where we wanted to go, monetarily, yeah, we just figured out we we need to pick up the production aspect. Like We need to really churn out projects. You know what I mean? So, you know, Double R1 ended up being more successful than we ever believed. Lended itself to Double R2. You know what I'm saying? Lended itself to, you know what I'm saying, to the Chaos Project, Mm. which was rocking DJ Muggs, which was, again, a pleasure. Mm -hmm. A (laughs) pleasure to do, because Muggs is is the OG. And um, connecting with him was, was definitely a godsend, you know what I mean? World up. And then lended itself to Behold a Dark Horse, which to me is is one of the best pieces pieces of work that Rock's ever done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying now, now? Now, don't get me wrong, you know, people are always going to have their arguments between Mossberg and Reloaded, mm-hmm. and, I, and I can appreciate that because those are kind of the first two joints, so of course, you know, the, the first project and the sophomore project always gets that kind of back and forth of what's, what's the best. But the whole door course was something special to us because it kind of signified us being here on the level of business along with the level of artistry. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I, again, um, the whole trying to own 2018 thing, yeah. Of course, that's what you want to do. That's like the goal. But for us, it was just really just about, all right. Well, we know how we know the, the think tank of how we want to monetize things. Well, let's just well, let's just flood the market, so to speak. Let's mm-hmm. give let's give the people who, again, you know what I'm saying, take their hard-earned money and pay for our downloads. Let's keep giving them a lot of music. That way, they have a lot of things to choose from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that was that was basically a thought. I'm not gonna (laughs) I'm not gonna overshoot with that one.
3: We just you know saying
4: (laughs) you know saying it it, it just kind of happened real naturally. I can't say it was some sort of giant plan. Rock always has music in the chamber. There's I could talk about a bunch of different music that Rock had at this point. Excuse Mm -hmm. me, at that point in Mm -hmm. 2018 that he still hasn't dropped yet. No, you, well, you, wow. you know what I mean? So so ultimately it could have been more. It could have easily been more. If you want to make any announcements, we're open to that. <laughs> um I will I'll leave that kind of be to be now to be pronounced right. announced, excuse me. And okay. we'll go from there. But you know, again, the things that people were talking about are still on the table. You know what I'm saying? At some point you'll see a rock and and, and car project. In the very near future, wow. you know what I'm saying. Okay. Um, you'll you'll definitely see something between rock and alchemist in the wow. in the near future. You know what I mean. But all of those uh, that's one thing I do love about rock. We don't force anything. Mm-hmm. If it happens now and it needs to come now, then it'll come now. If it if it if it's not ready, we're not sitting there rushing anything of that nature. Cause rock is constantly in the studio, making new work, and he, because he loves what he does, and he's like a you know, what I'm saying he's a producer as well. Again, being able to churn out music and churn and know his sound is something that he can do in his sleep, which ends up being all of these remarkable projects that you're talking about.
0: Man, well, well, we're definitely looking forward to new rock Marciano all the time. Uh, you guys are doing excellent work. Thank you so much, Jazz, for coming on the program. Really appreciate it.
4: Listen, the pleasure is mine, David. Grow it up. I definitely enjoyed this.
2: Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Peace. Peace.